Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about life. Too many women in this world feel alone. They worry about the judgment of others and they struggle with their mental health. But when they listen to the Rare Girls podcast where empowered women share their voices and tell their stories, many women will feel inspired to live a life of freedom and to overcome all insecurities. They will feel it is a safe space to find their confidence, to remember their unique beauty and to feel their self-worth. And they will connect with the sisterhood of rare girls who encourage their success and support their dreams. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Natalia Marugo. Nati is the first Colombian woman in the Rare Girls podcast, originally from Cartagena, Colombia. She recently embarked on a new chapter in her life by relocating to Dubai, the United Arab Emirates. This decision was driven by her strong desire to expand her professional horizons and enhance her English communication skills. Nati is the creator and creative director of Colo, a company that advocates for the identity of the Afro-Colombian population through fashion and image. She is a social communicator with a master's degree in communication and audiovisual education. Over the past few years, Nati has also worked as a journalist, a television host, a motivational speaker, and a brand ambassador for various fashion brands in Colombia. She is passionate about leadership processes, and she thoroughly enjoys exploring different cultures through travel. Nati, how are you today? Oh my God, this is amazing for me to be part of this podcast. You know, thank you for inviting me to this empowerment space to share my history. And uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. It's my first interview in English. So I'm so excited for that. I'm also I'm excited for representing Colombian women in this space. I'm happy, honored. I'll be sure to support you and give you the best experience ever. And so let's begin with this nice first question, which is, Nati, if your friends and the people who know you best could describe your personality, what would they say about you? I think people uh, like so much that I'm a friendly person that always is empowering uh, people around me. So for that reason, I prefer that close friends uh, around me just call me Nati, Nata, because it's not a it's not sound so hard uh, like Natalia. I know that everybody knows me like Natalia. And in a new uh, space for me, I just I just say I'm Natalia Marrugo. But sometimes in a good, really, or friendly space, I prefer that people call me Natty for that reason. <laughs> I love that you in this moment you call me Natty. I'm happy to do it. And thank you, Natty. I want to know more. You represent the identity of Afro-Colombians 
And I understand in many ways, they are not an identity that has been put on as a <laughs> supposed to be, you know, an identity that is shown, an identity that people are proud of, but in some ways it was marginalized. I want to ask it in a way that is specific to you. You coming from a culture of Afro-Indians, how did that push you to stand out more, to be more motivated, to be confident? How did that make you, instead of a victim, someone who is more empowered? Yeah, I think always that I uh, share these histories, I usually understood or understand the power of my roots, of what I am, just living outside of my country. And it's very complicated to understand that because actually most of people that live in Cartagena, they are from, they are Afro-Colombia. But you know, there are some process in the society. There are some things that maybe you feel part of something of our some culture or not. So I remember that I was living uh, in Spain six years ago and I was studying there my master's degree and all my partners asked me about my roots. And, and they say like, a, hey girl, why you don't uh, you don't use your natural hair? Where what kind of uh, dance uh, you have? And I was thinking and reflecting all about that, and I say, oh my god, and an Afro, and why I didn't realize that many years ago, just now. But what's the experience? What's the environment? Because when I was living in my country, I, I don't realize that because. Sometimes things that uh, come from um, some culture is not good for the culture, you know. Uh, actually, in the, the recent years, uh, many, many things have changed about how people see the Afro people, how, see, uh, how they impact in different spaces, politic, uh, uh, academic, economic. So, for that reason, for me, it is it's better to know about where, where I am from now, because many years before I can understand that. I couldn't understand that. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, when you grew up in Cartagena, you were not very proud of your culture and your natural hair. And then you lived in Spain and then people were so amazed by your exotic uh, kind of Afro um, Colombian heritage and you began to think and to fall in love with your uniqueness and to take that as a way to feel proud and empowered rather than a way to feel like a victim or like you should look more white rather than look like yourself. Is this correct? Yes, yes, of course, of course. Uh, was like this. And actually, uh, you, you don't feel and um, you are not conscious about that when you realize all that you can do in a professional life and when you make a reference for society. You know, this is, it was for me like a, when, when I start growing in my professional life and Afro people start to see me as a reference for me was like, a, oh my God, I have an important role in the society. I think that I can, uh, this channel that people uh, need to feel pro about uh, their self, about their roots. 
what's what's kind of uh, what's kind of this i love it i want to notice the similarity about the journey of many women to feel confident to fall in love with their unique beauty because it's the same <laughs> and so if i understood you correctly if we can compare that to women uh, many women, they don't see their unique beauty as something beautiful. They think they're ugly. They compare themselves to women who are photoshopped on Instagram and they think, oh, I'm not beautiful. But maybe over time, they begin to find that, oh, there is this thing. It's unique about me. It's beautiful. And they begin to embrace their uniqueness. And so they set trends that other people feel empowered by instead of copying someone. And then they don't look as good because they're not the same culture, not the same person. Is this correct? And did you go through that journey? What's your opinion about women feeling everyone that she's in a unique way, very beautiful, and she doesn't need to look like another woman just to feel happy? I think this is the best thing to be successful in life when you are a woman, you know, be unique. And, uh, you know, you want to, you can have, for example, a woman can have uh, her um, hair as she wants. Uh, it, it's, it's like, but the main thing is that you have to be proof of what you are, not because you are being pushing for society to belong to at some system or something. No, 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 no. It's, it's the main thing. And when you feel confident about yourself, about what you are, you're going to express that to the world. And the world is going to receive this kind of energy or this expression about you. You know, I think that my, my, my life changed so much when I realized about that. And it was an easy process. This process take a long time. I remember the first time when I cut my hair, my mother told me like, hey girl, why you cut your hair? You're, you're not going to find a good job in that way because I have my natural hair. And you know, because maybe she was, um, she grew up in a different environment, in a different context as me now. Unfortunately, now social media, um, with social media, we can express uh, to the world how we can feel proud about yourself. But before, I think when my mom was was a young uh, was younger, it's not the same because they just. Uh, feel conditioning about society, say it, about the media, say it, television, radio, all the stereotypes that uh, appear there. I agree. Actually, even my mother, I can say the same, and I love everything about her. And she grew up always straightening her hair, doing products to make her hair look very, very straight, although it's curly like mine. And she always thought, oh, uh, if I don't straighten my hair, people are going to think I am poor or <laughs> I am not a good, uh, you know, a good, smart, uh, high class woman or anything like that. And to you. So I understand it fully and completely. And I am about understanding that if we have in this world, 4 billion women, there are 4 billion beauty queens because each one of them is beautiful in her way. What's your opinion about this? And how is this related to leadership? Because you love leadership processes. And it makes me think that this energy is an important part of leadership. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, we are very, uh, there are a huge diversity in the world. And we have to respect that, you know. For example, for me, 
uh, I know that I represent some, but I now living in a different country uh, than me. So I have to respect the beauty of women that I met here, you know. I can say like, uh, you have to be in this way or I just uh, try to be kind with the person because she looks like me. No, everybody is different. And I think this is the most interesting thing. And I love uh, staying here in Dubai because every day I can meet different women with different backgrounds, different countries. And I think this is, the, this is the, the time when I learn more about life. Maybe, you know, you go to the school, you go to the university, you go to some uh, training for learn something. But when you meet people uh, in the streets or in that space, or for example, in a, a space like this, that before I start to, to do the interview with you, I was listening all the history of the girl that were before in the program. I say, oh my God, they have amazing history. They have amazing background. And they are totally different uh, to me, but they inspire. And we have this in common. And for me, it's, it's amazing that. Thank you. Then you said that living in Spain outside of Cartagena made you discover your unique beauty. Living in Dubai makes you discover that each person is unique, has a unique background, and they have a unique story. And this podcast is sharing all of that. Do you believe that traveling is a very important way for women to have a perspective where they understand, oh, anything that I think that the world should be that beauty should be or anything is only in my brain, that other people are so different. And so travel is a big way to become open-minded. Do you believe this? Or what is your recommendation? Let's say there are teenage girls. They also grew up and finished their teenage during the pandemic, social isolation. They don't know and they feel shy. Do you recommend to them living somewhere else, traveling a lot in order to broaden their horizon. What's your perspective? Actually, uh, for example, if I were living in the uh, many times ago, many years ago, when social media was too globalized, and I said, like, you have to travel to learn something about a new culture. About, But now it's easier than before, you know. Now it's easier because you have access to many informations. Obviously, not all the information that you find in social media is true. Maybe it can be false, but sometimes uh, traveling is not easy. You need money for do that. So for me, I, I recommend people that in this moment, if you don't have uh, money or something like that to do it, just work hard, focus on that and decide and take a trip. Maybe a trip can change your life and your perspective a lot. For example, I decided to create my fashion brand when I was living in Spain. And actually, all my life since I was a child, I, I say to my mother, I want to study a role because I like to explore many different cultures. And he said, hey girl, I don't have money. If you have to do, if you want to do that, I don't know how you can do that, how you can do it. So I was very focused and I decided to do it. And I just studied a lot for that. And I say by myself, I, I need to get a scholarship to live that experience abroad. I know that in that moment, I don't, I didn't have money for that, but I have 
I have this feeling that I can get it by myself. So I, I go on a scholarship and I and I I go to to study in Spain. I live this amazing experience that changed my life. Sometimes we feel very uh, bad about oh my god, I don't have this in this moment. I can do it and just expect that in life everything just come and happen easily. No. You have to work a lot for everything that you want in your life. Maybe, for example, if you, you have the money, but you don't have the time for do it, you have to think about how uh, make the things worse in the way that you can explore, you can uh, travel, you can meet another different culture. And for women, it's very good. For example, if you come from South America, it's not easy for women to travel to to a country from South America because you feel scared that something bad happens to you, maybe because some places are not safe. But when you go to Europe or, or a country that is very safe, you notice that for women, the travel alone is just a common thing. It's just it's, it's just like a, it's part of their journey. But for us, it's totally different. Is very different. For example, the first time that I uh, decided to travel alone, everybody uh, in my family was like in shock. Oh, care, you have to take care. You have to uh, be very uh, strong because you don't know what kind of people you're going to find because this is the environment where we are raised. But uh, you know, now it's, it's totally different. You can you can meet nine people. You can have a belong or participate in some programs that you can meet amazing people. For example, nine staying here in Dubai love me to meet you, and you are for a totally different culture than me. But you know, you are from a different culture than me. And for me, just being in this space and that you have a program that empower women and uh, um, allows uh, the woman to share histories, uh, just uh, I'm going to learn something about this space, you know. And for me, it's amazing that. I love the confidence. I love the ambition. And then I'm wondering in Dubai. Some women, they say, oh, it's too competitive. There are a lot of people competing. And others, they say, there is so much opportunity there. How are you in Dubai building your dream, growing your brand, building your future? What do you do? Do you find it a place full of endless opportunities or a place where there is so much competition so that other women, maybe even from Cartagena, could be listening and think, I want to go to Dubai so they understand? How is it to be a woman who is ambitious, a businesswoman building her dream and life in Dubai? Yes, I see. I love this question because, you know, I'm here and now um, I was working as a hostess for a hospitality company and never in my life uh, I've, wor I've been working in this field. So now for me it was a challenge because, you know, you are maybe in our country, we meet a lot of people, you have in a comfort zone, uh, there uh, I was working for the government, something uh, like that, but then I came here and I don't know anybody, so I have to start from the beginning. And sometimes I ask my, myself, like, 
you want this girl, you have to work. You have to work a lot for that because anybody uh, can say you can tell you like, a, you have this good position for you because you are Natalia. No, you have to build your own way. And for me, Dubai is a city uh, that has open doors for foreign people, you know. Here, you can uh, make your trams for your insurance, have a visa for working uh, um, in, in a good way. But in another country, it's very, in other countries, it's very difficult that you have to study or maybe you have to uh, find a, a, a job in a huge company. Uh, in, in, in the opposite, you can do it anything. So for me here is an experience. And uh, as a hostess, I've learned a lot about life because all the days I'm dealing with different person, different people. And I can improve my English in a good way, you know, because I remember my first interview <laughs> here that the person was asking me a lot of things and I said, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I couldn't say anything else because, you know, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a natural uh, English speaker, but now I can do it in a good way. So for me, my recommendation for people who wants to conquer, um, build their own, but I said, like, you can do it, but you have to know that you have to start from the beginning. You have to make a big effort for that. Even if you don't, uh, if you can uh, speak English, uh, well, because most of people here are foreign and they just speak English. It's like the way that people communicate. So the, that's, a, that's, that's very interesting. And I say, oh my God, if I could do it, just start from a different job, from a different field that I do in my country, I can do whatever I want in life. Because no, no most of people try to do the same. No most of people likes to take this kind of challenge um, out of the box. I love that. It's absolutely true. And I encourage all women to challenge themselves out of their comfort zone and to know even more about you because this is important. You said that you believe from the beginning that hard work gets you the results. When you believed you wanted to have a scholarship, you worked very hard. Uh, in Spain to build your brand, you worked very hard. Now in Dubai, you're working very hard. How do you explain that to some women who could feel, oh, it's dangerous to go out of my comfort zone, I will be lost? What makes you believe that hard work gets results? Is it faith? Do you believe maybe like uh, energy, karma, God, or just yourself, you're like hard work? How is it? What makes you be confident that hard work gets you results? Because other women can worry and think, what if I work hard and then I fail? No, I shouldn't try or something. But you know, do you, for example, uh, as a woman, you want to stay all your life thinking about what will happen if i going to do this? I mean, uh, I, I don't want that for my life. I try to do it because I'm young. I don't have anything to lose. Life is too short. Life is too short. 
And life, um, if you want something, you have to work, work really hard for that because anybody is going to do that for you. And for me, I just say to, to this girl, actually each girl or each woman have different histories. Maybe for a woman that have children, it's not easy, easier like uh, for me that I'm not, I don't have children in this moment to take this challenge because you know, she needs money for her family, for supporting her children, but it is totally different. Each woman has a different background. But uh, I, I, and I say and I say that you, you have to, if you want something you have to or that and I and I believe so much in the good energy in the karma in a good way. For example, I, I gonna I, I gonna tell you some <laughs> short history here. When I was uh, in Cartagena, working in Cartagena, I met a girl that always she was working in a club and always she was very nice with me. And uh, I, I say, oh my God, I love, I love, he, I love her. She was amazing. And always I was very kind with her, even in, if, if I was working in a different field than her. I don't care about that. And now she's living here in Dubai like uh, one or two years ago. And now she has been the person that helped me a lot and got me a lot in this time of my life. For that reason, for me, when you uh, when you do or when you do something good for people, when you are kind with people, do you know how this is gonna uh, how these people is gonna be for you in another moment of your life? Not always we are in a high position, in a good position. Life takes many turns. I love this because I know that people make all the difference. People also are the people the like the creatures, we might say, that give us all the positivity, the energy, the feeling of connection, but also people know things and have possibilities to open opportunities you cannot get if you're on your own. To some women who maybe have grown up having friends from childhood, or they think, oh, I don't know, if I go talk to some strangers, maybe they judge me, or maybe I'm shy, or anything like that. Can you explain your way or method? Like you said, even today, you keep meeting new people in Dubai. How do you meet those people? How do you build those relationships so that other women can learn and reach their potential by not feeling shy and only staying with their friends that they know and meeting all the new people? Every moment in your life is um, is important to meet people. Even in the, when, for, for me, for me, in, in the culture that I'm from, even you can meet people in metro, in a restaurant, in the club, in your job, everywhere. For me, you know, if you, if you, it doesn't matter uh, what the people uh, do, it doesn't matter that. Every moment is a good, it, it, it's a good opportunity to meet people. You know, I, I've met, for example, my, my best friend who is living with me now here in Dubai. At, I met her in a really weird situation. Now she's my best friend. She lives with me and she has been living here in Dubai this year. And he's the person that guided me a lot about also with that girl that I met from Cartagena. Um, and, you know, for me, when, when I go out from... Mm-hmm. 
from my home, uh, I was I was telling to everybody, hello, good morning, because it's made part of my culture. But I understand that for some people it's not the same in, in their country. I was talking this day with a Russian girl and she said, in my country, you if you are in an elevator, you can say to somebody that you don't know, hello, good morning, because this sounds very weird. You know, but for me, it's, it, it's just, it's a common thing because in Colombia, when you are, it doesn't matter if you don't know the people, you say, hello, good afternoon, have a good day, have a good, and I try to do in this way because it's may, it, it makes part of my culture. But you know, I have to be careful in some place, in some, in, in some, place, in some moment because all is not the same. And in the job also, I've met a lot of interesting people. But if you met good people, you can meet rude people also, you know. This is life. I agree 100%. Thank you so much, Nati. It was my privilege and my honor to have you in this podcast to share your voice and your story. I wish you all your big dreams in Dubai, all the success to keep going. And you're very brave to go on your own and go for it. But often bravery, you get to meet great people that help you on the way. And it's safe. It's safer to fill a full life where you don't regret anything if you're brave. But if you stay shy, everyone will feel regret all the time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Asi. And I, and I, let's see that I have to do. Everything is not too perfect. Sometimes I feel like, a, oh my God, I don't want to do this. Oh my God, I feel so tired. Oh my God, uh, uh. Uh, I want to cry because uh, I need to see my family. I need to see my friends. But uh, there are good things that are worthy. So for that reason, just go ahead. If you want something in life, work hard for that. At the end, you are going to have great results for that. And thank you so much for this. It's amazing space. Um, allowing me to share my histories. Maybe in a, in a next opportunity, my English is going to be better. And I hope that because I'm working really hard about that. You're doing very well. I'm very proud of you. And thank you. Thank you.